Hello, everybody. I'm Jeremy Pearsons. You're watching Legacy Television. We're so glad to have you with us on the broadcast today. I'm coming to you again from Legacy Church here in Green Mountain Falls, Colorado, where our good God has done good things. He's doing great things and greater things are yet to come. We say that in Jesus name and we're believing that with you and for you in your life today. In just a few minutes, we're going to get into the Word of God together. We're going to give you part two of a message that we began last week all about preparing. That's what faith does. Faith gets ready, and we need to be prepared for the good things God wants to do in our lives. And oftentimes, and it's sad, but it's true, people miss out on the power of God on display, on the, uh, on the glory of God on display in their lives just because they weren't ready for it. So faith gets ready. We want you to be ready. And we're making preparations around here right now in a big way. The Lord talked to us several weeks ago and, and said, I want you to plan to expand. And he spoke to us out of the book of Isaiah, chapter 54. And I like the New Living Translation that says it this way in verse 2. Enlarge your house, build an addition, spread out your home, and spare no expense. Verse 3 said, for you will soon be bursting at the seams. Your descendants will occupy other nations and resettle the ruined cities. Listen to these words he used. Enlarge, expand, build an addition. God is always about expanding, never staying still, never stopping. He's always about growth in your life and mine, in this ministry, in yours, in our families, in this house and in your house. So in our plan to expand, we have released faith together for a million dollars to begin this expansion project. And he's given us three areas to expand in, inside, outside, and worldwide. And that's what this scripture said. I want you to expand to the right and to the left. And then he began talking to them about the nations. You will occupy nations. And Le Legacy Church is a local church, but it has a global call. Praise the Lord. Listen, let's get into the word together and I'll be back at the end of this broadcast. They saw the glory of God. What preceded the power and the presence? Believing. Believing came first. But notice when, in verse 28, he came into the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast it out? And he said to them, this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. Now, some modern translations don't have these words exactly like this, um, but if you look through the ministry of Jesus and other places throughout Scripture, Old Testament and New, you see a spiritual principle of fasting. And we've already talked about prayer being preparation. But fasting is preparing. So when Jesus said this kind comes out by nothing but prayer and fasting, that does not mean that when you see a demon, you say, stay right there. I'm going to go pray and fast. I'll be right back. What happens if the Lord tells you, I've given you authority over unclean spirits and you go, mm, good word. As soon as I see one, I'll start fasting. What's the problem with that? You will not be ready. You will not be ready. There will be an open door of opportunity for the power and the presence of God to work on you, in you, and through you 
But if you wait till that moment to start praying and fasting, you are not ready. And this is what Jesus was saying to them. Why couldn't we cast it out? You weren't ready. You were not ready. Now this is interesting because just a couple of chapters earlier, Mark 6, Jesus has sent these boys out and given them power over unclean spirits. And the Bible says they went out. They went out preaching the kingdom of God and people repented and they cast out demons. And man, they got all high on this and they came back to Jesus, gave him the whole report of what had happened. And now all of a sudden, a couple of chapters later, they are completely powerless against this demon spirit, this unclean spirit. What happened? Well, take it back to what Jesus said, prayer and fasting. There's some things we need to understand about fasting that I don't think we have, not as well as we should. People have wrongly believed that fasting gets God's attention. That I'm going to fast, I'm going to abstain from food or go without sleep or this thing or that thing. It can be any number of things, but I'm going to go without it to impress God. And when he sees me doing this, he'll crank up the power in my life. When he sees me and how holy I am, not eating, I'll get some more authority. I'll get some more anointing. Fasting does not impress God. It doesn't change God. It changes you. Fasting doesn't make him hear you. It helps you hear him. Can you see where we've not quite understood this? Fasting. Now, I wish we had time, but if you look through the rest of that chapter in Mark chapter 9, just a few verses later, it says that Jesus came into the house where the disciples were and he said, uh, hey guys, what were y'all arguing about on the road? See, they thought he didn't hear them. What were you guys arguing about back there? And the Bible says they kept silent. None of them said anything because they were arguing among each other who would be the greatest in the kingdom. See, what happened was these boys got a taste of that authority and that power. And they got a little big-headed about it. Come on, demons. Bring it on. I got you. Right? Thinking all of a sudden, it's them. And they get to talking with each other. Who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom? Well, you saw the way I, I cast that demon out of that guy. You know who's going to be greatest. What is that? Pride. Resulting from, you ready? Too much flesh. Flesh. Now, in my estimation, there is really only one group of people who actually need to fast. Just one. It's only people who have flesh. <laughs> They're the only ones. And guess who that is? It's you, it's me, it's every one of us. We came fully equipped with flesh. And what fasting does is it turns down the voice of the flesh. It turns down the voice of pride. David said, I humbled my soul with fasting. 
How difficult would it be today if I came up here and opened my Bible and said, okay, open your Bibles with me this morning too and begin to read scripture to you. But while I was reading scripture to you, we had Fox News going on this screen over here. And we had, I don't know, like American Idol or some reality show going over here. And instead of a Bible in your lap, you had every social media platform and feed scrolling, like some of you do now. But um, <laughs> what, what, if, what if there was all this noise around you, right? And, and through the speakers, we had the, the news playing and the TV playing and, and the radio playing and top 40. And, and what if we had all these different feeds scrolling in front of you? How hard would it be to hear what I'm saying? Now, you, you might sit there and think, yeah, I'd rather hear the news or I'd rather watch the show. But even if you wanted to hear what I was saying, you'd struggle. Why? Because of all the other voices. But what happens when you turn down everything else and you leave one voice turned up? You turn down the voice of the flesh and you turn up the voice of the spirit. They've both been talking. You probably knew that, didn't you? That flesh is talking, 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 talking. The flesh says, I'm hungry. And you say, let's eat. The flesh says, I'm sleepy. You say, I'm going to bed. The, the flesh says, I'm lazy, so you lay on the couch. The flesh says, so you do. The flesh says, so you do. And we need to be honest with ourselves enough to the point where we recognize, flesh, you've been talking too much, and I've been listening too much. You do what I say. So sometimes when the flesh says, I'm hungry, your flesh needs to hear your spirit say, shut up, you'll eat when I say you're ready to eat. When your flesh says, I'm sleepy, every once in a while, your flesh needs to hear your spirit say, yeah, well, we're going to stay up a little longer. God's talking. There's some things I need answers on. What was it, Smith Wigglesworth, when he would fast? And he'd say, I would hear my stomach tell me I'm hungry. And he'd say, you lay down, you brute. You eat when I tell you to eat. That's living a fasted lifestyle. And this is part of the life of faith we're called to live. Fasting is a part of our preparation. Why weren't these guys ready when the opportunity came for the power and the presence to flow through them? Feeding on too much self. Feeding on too much flesh. If you were to keep going in Mark chapter 9, it's where Jesus starts talking to them about receiving him like a child. He's correcting them and showing them the right way is a child. What's that do for your pride? Nails it to the cross. And then he goes on, makes it worse and says, if your eye offends you, pluck it out. If your hand offends you, cut it off. If your foot offends you, get rid of it. What is eye? What is hand? What is foot? Flesh. It's all flesh. And he said, listen, if they're going to get in your way this much, you, you'd be better off living without them. Cut them off. Get rid of it. But thank God we don't actually have to, you know, amputate ourselves if we'll live a fasted life. Constantly letting the flesh know, you're not running the show. I don't jump just because you say jump. Come on. I got a willing spirit on the inside of me. And the spirit of God speaks to me and I hear his voice. Thank you, Lord. 
In the last couple of minutes, go to the book of Isaiah, chapter 58. Expectation produces preparation. And part of that preparation is prayer and fasting. If you're preparing for a big move or a big step, it'd be good to take some time and turn down the voice of the flesh and turn up the voice of the spirit. What a critical time it would be to hear the voice of the Lord. In Isaiah chapter 58, um, God's people were not living right. And God was speaking to Isaiah the prophet and he said, you need to tell them about their sin. He said in the first couple of verses, they're coming to me and they're asking to know my ways, but they're not living, not living right. And basically he's saying, they're, they're wanting the result of fellowship with me without fellowship with me. They're wanting the result of knowing my will without taking the time to know my will. And they were even fasting and they came to God and they said in verse three, why have we fasted? They say, and you have not seen. Isn't that what we we're talking about a moment ago? Fasting to try to get God's attention. Why have we fasted and you haven't seen? Why have we afflicted our souls and you take no notice? What's the point in this? Why did I skip a meal yesterday if you ain't going to do what I thought you were going to do? Why, why am I afflicting my soul if you ain't going to pay my bills? What's the point? Listen to it from the New Living Translation. He said, we fasted before you. They say, why aren't you impressed? They're talking to God. We have been very hard on ourselves and you don't even notice. This is not honor. And we've talked for weeks about how honor opens the door to the glory. And if you're going to fast absent of any honor for God and his word, you might as well sit down and eat because all you're doing is starving yourself. They said, why, why aren't you impressed with us? We've been hard on ourselves and you don't even notice it. And then he said to him, this is again, the new living translation. He said, I'll tell you why I respond. It's because you are fasting to please yourselves. Let me go back to the New King James. He said uh, in, in verse three, in fact, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure and exploit all your laborers. Indeed, you fast for strife and debate. He said, while you're fasting in your house, you're arguing with each other all the time. Strife, arguments all the time. And to strike with the fist of wickedness, you will not fast as you do this day to make your voice heard on high. Can you see what he's doing? Correcting the way they're going about it. Now, fasting is a godly thing. Jesus in, in Matthew chapter six, you remember he said, when you do a charitable deed, this is how you do it. Don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. When you pray, pray like this, our father who art in heaven. Do you know after the Lord's prayer, he said, when you fast, when, notice he didn't say if, he said, when, it's not if you give, it's when you give. It's not if you pray, it's when you pray. And it's not if you fast, it's 
when you fast. Anoint your head with oil, he said. Wash your face. Don't let anybody else know what you're doing. Don't fast to be seen. Don't fast to impress somebody else. He said, if that's all you're doing, there's your reward. That's the reward right there. Somebody looks at you and says, wow, they're holy. Congratulations, you just got all of your reward. But if you'll do it the right way, which is what we're about to read about, Jesus said, your father will see in secret. He'll reward you openly. So listen to this. He said in verse five, is it a fast that I've chosen a day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head like a bulrush and to spread out sackcloth and ashes? Would you call this a fast an acceptable day to the Lord? Verse six, is this not the fast that I've chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free and that you break every Yoke. Did you hear that? The burdens being removed, the yokes being destroyed. What does that? The anointing. The anointing is the burden removing, yoke destroying power of God. Now, fasting doesn't make you more anointed. Fasting gets the flesh out of the way so that you access more of the anointing. Verse seven, is it not to share your bread with the hungry? that you bring into your house the poor who are cast out when you see the naked that you cover him and not hide yourself from your own flesh. One translation says that you don't hide from family just because you know they have a need. This is the fast. This is how God has called us to fast. There's one thing, one, one common thread that runs through all of it. It's getting yourself off your mind, getting other people on your mind. He goes on. He said again in verse seven, to share your bread with the hungry. You bring in the poor who are cast out. You clothe the people who are naked. You don't hide yourself from your own flesh. Verse eight, notice what happens when you fast the right way. Your light will break forth like the morning. What is light? Answers, help, not walking around in darkness, not being confused all the time. What is that light the result of? Well, I fasted, so God gave me light. No, you fasted and shut the flesh up and you saw the light. It's not the fasting that you praise. It's, it's what comes as the result of it. Your light will break forth like the morning. Your healing will spring forth speedily. Listen, your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. This is the result of prayer and fasting. Righteousness goes before you. What is that? Preparation. Going out there in front of you, making a way for you, knocking down things that are in the way so that you can walk a smooth and straight path. But not only is righteousness going before you, what do he say? The glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. The glory's got your back. Why do you need protection back here? Unseen attacks, knives in the back, and that heavy, weighty presence of God will be protection around you because you took the time to shut the flesh up and turn up the voice of the Spirit. Now, this is what I want to say to you and be done. 
I wish we had time to read through all this. The, the, the results of this fast are so powerful. Light springing forth, healing springing forth speedily, righteousness going before you, the glory surrounding you as a guard in the rear. He said, you'll call, the Lord will answer you. You'll cry, he'll say, here I am. You know what that is? A quick answer to prayer. Thank you, Lord. He said, now listen, this is what I want to get to. If, somebody say if. If you take away the yoke from your midst... And what is that yoke? The pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness. We've got one month before we get to dedication weekend. And as for me and my house, Sarah and I have talked to our staff, and this is what we're going to do. We're going to set some things aside. We may skip a meal or two here and there. We're going to turn some entertainment, some television, just turn the noise off. We're going to set some things aside. In preparation for what, what the Lord wants to do. But here's the big thing. If you want to skip a meal and pray with us, that's wonderful. You want to turn the TV off and, and uh, spend some extra time in the Word? That'd be a good thing. You want to know what we are fasting above anything else? The pointing of the finger and the speaking wickedness. What is pointing the finger? Blame, shame, condemnation, criticism, complaining, whining, griping about anything. I'm fasting that. Now, there are some things you fast because God wants them out of your life forever and not to pick them back up 30 days later. As for me and my house, we are fasting the pointing of any finger. For the next 30 days, there will not be a judgmental word that comes out of my mouth. There will not be a critical word there will not be a complaining word. Why? I'm getting ready for the glory. I'm getting ready for the outpouring. I'm preparing my heart for the power and the presence of God. You ever seen these things that go around online, these challenges? There was the ice bucket challenge and the this challenge or the plank challenge, right? And somebody gets on their phone camera and they say, I'm going to do this challenge and I challenge so-and-so to do it and I'm going to do this. I've never totally understood them. However, today is the beginning of a 30-day, what I'm calling, mouth guard challenge. You know what a mouth guard is? You ever played sports? You put something in your mouth that protects your teeth and your jaw and all that. Have you ever noticed if you've ever put one in, it's hard to talk with it in. You can't really say what you want to say. If you just want to talk, you have to take it out. Today is the beginning of a 30-day mouth guard challenge. And I, like David, am saying, am saying, God, put a watch over my mouth. Put a guard over over my lips. Don't let anything out that does not bring you glory 
or that would put shame or criticism or be critical or be any kind of complaint. I am fasting complaining. Why? I'm getting ready. Guess what? I'm challenging you. Mouth guard challenge. I'm not saying you got to go buy a mouth guard and put it in for the next 30 days. Listen to me. It starts with the heart. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.